Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Well, hello out there, and welcome to another edition of the Business Chef Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Chef Sean Boucher, and today we are talking to a good personal friend of mine, someone who I've known for a number of years, somebody who decided to follow his passion later on in life, and at 48 years old, stepped out of sales and into this crazy, crazy business. Someone who has cooked for a lot of different people, from celebrities and professional athletes to people who just want to eat healthier. So without further ado, let's talk to Mr. Mike Roberts, the no-name gourmet. So Mike, I've known you for a minute. Let's talk about your story. How is it that you came to be in this business? Well, Sean, you're right. We've known each other for a while. I think my initial uh, contact with you, I reached out to you for some help when I first started in the culinary world, and I don't remember exactly what it was. I was probably looking for something while you were still in the college ranks and that, and teaching kids. But uh, my story of coming to uh, work in the culinary business uh, was kind of a long way around, even though when I look at it now, it was more of a direct line than I planned on. Um, I've loved to cook ever since I was a young man. I probably started when I was 11 years old, but what my bio says most of the time. But uh, most of it was for friends and for family. And uh, as careers go, um, I spent 23 years after my time as a uh, press operator in the printing business uh, as an outside salesperson. So I was a sales guy long before I was a chef. But uh, I've been cooking and feeding pe- people for, I, I, say, I should say, I've been cooking for and feeding people <laughs> for about 40 plus years. And uh, 10 years ago, when my last sales job ended, I uh, tried to find a way to get into the food business, and I realized that uh, since I would be a non-traditional entrant without any formal training, either from uh, restaurants or other culinarians or from a uh, school background, um, that I was probably going to do something different. And so I found the uh, American Personal and Private Chef Association. Uh, they told me how I could set up a personal and private chef business here in Utah. And with uh, a little bit of training from them and uh, the purchase of some equipment and setting up a home office, I hung out a shingle and said, hey, I'm your Personal and private chef here in Utah, I can make food for you and uh, anybody else is hungry. And that's kind of how it got started. And now, 10 years later, I'm still doing it, which is kind of surprising and uh, amazing to me. So, Mike, tell us about some of your clients. Who are these people that hire you? And who have you cooked for? And why do you think that you're surprised that you're still able to do this 10 years later? People always ask me, they say, well, well, your client's rich, and I said, well, no, mostly they're just hungry. But to be honest, I've, I've served everybody from professional athletes to Hollywood types to uh, uh, 
um, just moms and dads who were looking for more time with their family and decided that you know, the shopping, cooking thing, if they could farm that out, would buy more time to do what they needed. Um, uh, in addition to the fact that both of those parents were usually working, which is a lot the case nowadays. I guess the thing that surprised me the most is that as a self-trained person, um, when I first started to do this, I have to admit I felt a little bit intimidated by those who'd had formal training, those who'd either come up through the ranks of uh, the restaurant and hospitality business, which is a long-time traditional way to become a chef or to become a cook, and those who had studied uh, at culinary school. Uh, I have to admit that when I finished uh, uh, a service mission for the LDS Church a few years ago when I was a young man, I had plans to go to the Culinary Institute of New York in Hyde Park and study there. But uh, my life path chose a little bit different way. But when this came around and I decided that I was going to cook for people and provide food, um, I had been cooking, studying, reading, subscribing to magazines or buying cookbooks for three decades. And uh, my confidence level probably wasn't very high because I hadn't really served a dish to anyone except friends and family for the most part. So to say, hey, I'm your guy um, was a little bit uh, daunting for me, but I never lacked too much in confidence, so I decided uh, if it's good enough for people to tell me they think that I need a restaurant, then maybe it's good enough for me to, uh, to cook privately for clients. So talk about who it is that you are and what your business is. What services do you provide? What makes you a, a personal chef and caterer? Well, my business, Sean, has basically got three parts to it. And they're all in the name of the business when I named it 10 years ago. Um, I decided to name my business No Name Gourmet, Personal Chef, and Catering. Um, the two chef titles, personal and private, are very similar. Uh, personal chef really is... Uh, somebody who cooks um, on demand for clients. So usually personal chefs have multiple clients. I have over the years, depending on what uh, time of the year and what year you chose in my 10 years of being in business, um, I would have multiple clients and I would cook for them on multiple days. Each of them uh, usually had menu requirements. Sometimes it was just based on uh, what they liked to eat and Sometimes it was based on what they needed to eat, either through uh, dietary restrictions or if they uh, had uh, some other requirements like allergies, those kind of things. I had to deal with all of that and, and still do in many cases. So the personal chef side meant that I would be usually cooking for multiple clients every week, two or three or four or, or more. Uh, the private chef part is usually the contract part where someone hires me to do something specific for them. A lot of my work that I do in uh, Deer Valley, Park City, and some of the other resorts here in Utah, and some things in southern Utah, um, I put myself for private events, and I travel there, and, and basically that's just a specific event. So sometimes it's a cage for dinner, sometimes it's a, it's a service for a group. I've had 
a lot of really remarkable clients from all over the world in the last 10 years in the Park City and Deer Valley area that have hired me as a private chef. And finally, I do some catering, but I'm not a large catering business. My sweet spot is probably 100 people or less, so I do some events where that's involved. And I have contract employees that I hire to uh, handle the peripherals. Most of those people all have actual real restaurant front of house experience, so they're pretty awesome and uh, I think a lot of people out there are probably listening to this right now and saying, man, I'd love to do that. I'd love to be a personal chef or a a private caterer. I'd love to be able to have the freedom and and flexibility to kind of do that. How do they get started? How did you get started? I mean, what are some of the things that, that they could do to get that going right now? And how do you personally find clients for your business? I found when I started that primarily most of my clients came from the Internet through the Chef Association that I joined. There are several associations nationally. Uh, American Personal and Private Chef Association in San Diego is one. U.S. Personal Chef Association is another. Um, There's, I think, two more that are national associations. I joined the one that I joined because... In doing my initial research, they looked like they were the best fit for me. And I also was interested in the fact that 10 years ago, they had over 3,000 members nationwide. And once I joined and was a member of the association, I had uh, two things that helped me an awful lot when I got started. One was that uh, uh, their IT staff uh, helped me to uh, do some SEO, some uh, search engine optimization for allowing people to find me here when they did an internet search. Amazingly, this is just one more business where uh, people are finding the people that they need to do business with by doing a search online. Uh, No phone book, calling their next-door neighbor, they do a Google search, and when they type in Personal Chef Utah, um, my website address and my link through the Chef Association was usually one or two on that search. And so initially, when I started, that's where most of my clients came from. Uh, the fact that I have a good website and that it has information and pictures of food and a lot of other things about me, including my uh, bio, that has been the primary source of clients for me over the last 10 years. I would say probably 80 to 90% of all of the business I get comes from the Internet. Um, The small percentage that doesn't come from the Internet are usually referrals. And uh, being the former sales guy that I was, I had had the fun job of going out to make sales calls for my own business when I started this 10 years ago. And I started with uh, trying to get in touch with... uh, dietitians, nutritionists. I was given some other information from my chef association about where I should market. And uh, I focused as well on uh, the concierge services at the hotels in Park City and in Deer Valley. And I did make some calls to some other parts of the state just to let them know that uh, I was available and that I could be a resource for them for uh, their clients for the private chef work. But honestly, the personal chef uh, clients that I've gotten um, the bulk of them, a high, high, high percentage, have all come through my website where they send me a contact form, and that's what initiates the 
uh, discussion. So give us some advice for people who want to travel a similar path, people who want to go down this road, and what advice do you give to them? Would you give to someone who's just starting out who maybe wants to go down a similar path? What do you tell them? Um, I think one of the best things that I did, and it wasn't from anything other than the fact that I thought I needed a lot of help to get started, and I was right in that way because I needed some direction on how to structure my business. I needed some direction on how to actually prepare the meals that I prepare for clients, uh, how to, how to, you know, cook and cool and package the food and, and do things which added value to what I was providing for them beyond the fact that I had some skills in knowing how to cook. Um, the joining the chef association was one of the best things that I did, and I would recommend that to anyone. I've had people approach me over the last 10 years many times and say, oh, I have a son or I have a daughter or I have a brother-in-law who uh, is interested in doing what you do. And My first uh, recommendation to them is always to contact one of the chef associations, look at their program, and try and find one that meets with what you think you need. And then the other thing that I would tell people is that uh, always, always market yourself. Um, I had certain goals when I first got started. Some of it came from my sales background, but others were just common sense things. Uh, when I shop for clients, uh, and I've been in every grocery store, probably in almost every municipality in the state of Utah, when I meet people in the store, um, a lot of times I would either give them a business card or I would offer some help and then offer a business card, but I get, I've given away hundreds and hundreds of business cards in the grocery store and in other places. And it's amazing how sometimes those things just uh, come back where somebody says, hey, I got a, I, I got a card from somebody, and they said, you do this, and this is the event, or, or this is what I need, or my doctor has said that I need special meals, and uh, we don't think we can handle that. We'd just like you to take care of it. The other... Uh, thing I would tell people nowadays is that uh, if you want to service more clients, and I learned this uh, about five years ago, um, you can do classic service. Classic personal chef service would be where we chop for the client's food. We'd go to their home, prepare it, cool it, package it, and uh, and leave it there for their uh, consumption. But uh, if you want to serve more clients, you can find a – if you can find a commissary kitchen and set yourself up there – you'll be able to prepare more meals because you'll have the facilities to be able to do it legally and uh, you'll be able to just uh, deliver those things right from the commissary and, uh, and be of service to more clients and that helps your business to grow. So given that you've done this for the last 10 years and you're kind of getting uh, older, uh, what are your goals for the future? What are some things that you would like to do from here? That's a great question because I've been thinking a lot about this this year since it's been a decade since I started. Um, the other thing that's a little bit unusual about me, um, and you know this, but our listeners don't, is that uh, I started down this path uh, what normally would be a little bit late to uh, be in the culinary or the hospitality industry. Uh, you usually don't start this when you're uh, 48 years old. Uh, it, this is usually work for younger people because there's a lot of time on your feet. There's just a lot of physical activity involved. 
both store and then when you go to catered events, you know, things have to be moved and those kind of things. And what I'm looking for now is I'm probably going to make some shift in my career to try and uh, uh, help train or assist some people who would like to know more about what it is I do and, and be able to do it themselves by um, mentoring or uh, or having some apprentice help in the work that I do. It will make it so that I can still uh, provide service for clients, but that I can kind of uh, do as some chefs do as we get older, and that's uh, be more involved in directing the work rather than hands-on. Not that I can't do, because I've been doing it for 10 years. It's just that uh, it gets to the point where maybe it's time to give back in a little bit different way where uh, where I can teach or mentor a little bit more. So this is kind of off topic, but... How did you come up with the name No Name Gourmet? Because it's pretty catchy. Um, there was a gentleman in Utah who was on the local AM radio a few years back named Fred Wicks. And um, he on the radio was doing uh, a recipe program, which is kind of a challenging thing since uh, showing people how to cook something is usually a, usually a visual activity. But uh, he also was good enough about doing it that... Uh, he got hired by the local uh, CBS affiliate, and he was doing recipes on the new news, but he called himself the, the Gabby Gourmet. And a few years back, in the 80s, long before I started this business, um, a neighbor of mine worked with him, and he came to me one night, and he said, uh, Fred's going to retire. You should try and take his job. It's a pretty good gig, and you can cook. Well, I was a sales guy at the time, and I thought, well, that's all well and good, but I'm going to need to be able to have some kind of a uh, name or moniker. So I tried to decide what I would call myself, and I went through all the iterations in my head of uh, everything gourmet, and I realized that uh, all the good names had been taken. So I decided maybe I'm just going to call myself the no-name gourmet, and that kind of stuck. And uh, I didn't go anywhere with the television station or with succeeding this gentleman in his job, but... The name was still available 10 years ago when I started this business, and I thought, I think that's still a good name. So I did that, and quite frankly, it's uh, kind of a memorable thing, not only for my website, but uh, for people to uh, find me on the referral, because they always ask me, uh, you know, is this the no-name chef, or are you the no-name gourmet? And I say, yep, that's it. So if somebody out there wants to get a hold of the no-name gourmet, Mr. Mike Roberts, what is the best way to do that? What do you tell people to do? The way I always suggest people to get a hold of me is just through my website. It's www.nonamegourmet.com. Well, Mike, I have said it before and I'll say it again. You are a good man and I appreciate your time. And it's been a lot of fun catching up with you. It's been a minute and... I'm always excited to hear what's going on with you and, and what you're up to. Well, this has been great, Sean. I appreciate you uh, having me on. And uh, this is something that uh, I've, I've thought about for a while. I've, uh, I've, I've looked at and I've listened to your uh, podcast a little bit as they've been posted on Facebook. And uh, I'm always interested in uh, the viewpoints of other people in the culinary world. The one other thing that I always tell people um, is that uh, you have to continue learning if you're going to be 
in the hospitality business at whatever level, whether you're going to work at a hotel or whether you're going to be a server or whether you're going to be a chef or whether you're going to do private chef work. Um, when you stop learning, when you stop being educated, that's when things begin not only to go away, but you just don't get any better in life. And uh, I'm going to continue to learn even if I evolve, and you talked about your evolution as well. So I appreciate being here, and uh, thanks for the opportunity. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org. 